another movie review podcast. At least it's better than a car crash. And we'll do it some funny ads. Talking movies and having a blast. It's the Beated Podcast. It's the Beated Podcast. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Beat It Movie Reviews. I'm family comedy Joe Cabello, here with water balloon filled with Kool-Aid, Chris Asoda, and we're joined by comedian and struggling parent, Peter Murphy. (laughs) What's up, guys? How's it going? Uh, Welcome to the show. Uh, Peter's a very funny comedian, writer. You can check him out. We'll uh, give you ample time to plug later, Peter. Okay, excellent. Peter loves to plug. Love those. I love my plugs, you know. I uh, can't help it. All kinds. <laughs> All kinds, yeah. You just name it. Uh, bathtub, uh, you know. Drain uh, plugs, yeah. Drains, yeah. Power uh, outlets. Power outlets, yeah. Uh, links to the projects I've done and uh, anal plugs. Oh, yes. Oh, right. I thought you were going to miss that one. <laughs> I, no- I notice you're sitting a little higher than usual on your s- seat. Um, and today, this is all this is all very appropriate discussion for the movie we're reviewing yesterday on Netflix. We're going to be reviewing that later. So, everybody, you asked for it, a movie you didn't have to pay for, didn't have to rent. It's there right you go. there on your monthly subscription of Netflix. Could cost you pennies. But first, before we do that, let's get into what we've been watching. Peter, we like to start with our guests, so tell us, what have you been watching? Yeah, I know you guys like to do series, uh, but for me, I feel like uh, Netflix does this, like, you know, Netflix was originally known for their documentaries, and um, I watched a documentary recently called Made You Look, and it's about... um, a a group of people who sold Rothko paintings that were and like Jackson Pollock and different famous artists for upwards of eighty million dollars, and it turned out they were all forgeries. They're all fake paintings. Uh, uh, and the interesting thing is, it's kind of like people like I follow. I'm I'm both of these people, which is somebody that collects and you know likes sneakers and likes uh, cards. NFT. But like it, yeah, NFT, yeah, I'll get into the <laughs> NFT. But I, I mean, what it boiled down to was as far as like collectors go, you either are collecting it for, you know, to turn a profit or an investment or you like really like it. And the way that this film paints everybody uh, is like if you're just if you just see a painting and you enjoy it like you're a sucker, which I hate, which I absolutely hate. Oh. And uh, there was really no, like to me, like, it, you know, the art stuff doesn't matter uh, whether it's original or not. If it's something that I like, uh, then, you know, I'll like it, but I don't, um, but I guess you could put up a bit of a, a stink if you're paying millions of dollars and well, it's, it's not about like, the authentic. Lie. It is about the lie at that point, you know? Right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know. What do you guys think about, like, I don't know. Basically, what was happening was it was this uh, Asian artist who left uh, America to go to China. uh, But before he did, or he he came from China, 
but uh, to America. And he was this famous artist in China, couldn't get anything going for himself in America. So he started to just um, paint in the style of Pollock, paint in the style of Rothko. And he would sign their names and then, you know, sell this painting. That's and, you know, he's a scam artist. Exactly, exactly. And he's coming off like, oh, well, you know, I didn't think these paintings would sell for this much money. I, you know, I just wanted more people to enjoy the artwork. And I'm like, ah, whatever. But anyhow, he's defected to China. And the point being for me watching this was like, I, good. I don't care if these people get scammed. If you're, if you're, if you're wasting $10 million on a painting, like, you know, it's, I have no, I have little sympathy for you. Yeah, I have a lot of thoughts yeah. on that fine art community um, because it's definitely not how I react to art, and it's all it's all so superficial. But there's so many things that are so even our celebrity system is like designed in right. ways that are similar to the way the uh, value of art is manufactured. Um, so yeah, it's definitely bothersome. It, it, would you recommend the documentary though? Because it sounds like it didn't come from was the documentary not coming from the place that you like about art or is it just the subjects of the documentary were not coming from the same place as you in regards to art? Yeah, it's really interesting. I mean, I, man, I found myself on, on a lot of different sides of, of watching this. It's called made you look again. And it's about, and one side I found myself on was like, who cares about this? It's a bunch of like rich people complaining. And then I, I was, I felt bad for this woman, Anne, who was sold these paintings. Uh, I felt bad for her, and then later I was, I was questioning her motives. I would definitely recommend it. I think it, if anything, it tells you a lot about yourself uh, because it's. So, I think it's really well done. But the thing was, like this woman, she thought they were real, and she would get her friends to authenticate them and say, you know. <laughs> And you know, not get her friends, but like she would show them. She was like, "Hey, this is a Jackson Pollock," and oh, that's the most beautiful Jackson Pollock I've ever seen. Yeah, and they would put it in writing. And then Rothko's son comes to her gallery, and she's like, "Oh my gosh, I've got to show you this painting that your father did." And he goes, "Wow, yeah, my father did that painting." And so she's thinking like, <laughs> wow. "Oh well, I'm you know what that and I, you know everybody was fooled, but everybody was fooled." And then once word got out and I eventually, I would recommend this, but I eventually find myself backing this woman and because once word got out that this was a fake or these paintings were fake and you know, $80 million worth of Pollock and Rothko paintings were fake being sold in New York city off Madison Avenue. Everybody that gave their authentication said, Oh, well, you know, that wasn't a true authentication and just kept uh -huh. piling, piling onto this poor woman who, uh, well, yeah, they're you know, trying to save their face by drowning. Exactly. It's horrible. And it's just, it just sounds like a bunch of rich people who never really picked a career, who weren't artistic in their own way, or uh, bold enough to even have a voice or be creative. And the, so then they become became authenticators and they kind of mailed it in because she has like security footage and you see someone come up to the painting, look at it, okay. They're in there 10 minutes. They're like, yeah, this is, a, you know, I'll put my word down for it. And they're getting paid for this authenticate. And it's just like a big, a big racket. And I feel bad for this woman because she so badly wanted to believe that these paintings were real. And whether she's scamming 
uh, everybody or not, I wanted to believe her because I think I would be that guy, you know? You would be the person getting scammed. <laughs> no, I would be the person if, if it, well, this was the racket is basically this woman came up. She had, she had bought the paintings from this Asian artist who was duplicating all these artworks and she would sell them to this woman Anne uh, in New York city. And she said, well, I'm, uh, I represent Mr. X and he can't, uh, he, he can't show his face because he, you know, he's, he's doing a bunch of other dealings and this is only one section of his like empire. So he doesn't, you know, so she would never name who she was working for, but she was yeah. only working for herself. Uh, and so then this woman was skeptical. She would get these paintings authenticated by half a dozen, a dozen people. And then, you know, at what point is it fake? You know, like what, mm -hmm. like, I get that it's fake, but like, who, what's the point in investigating this? You know? Well, it's like, what else is fake that they know those same types of people know is fake, but they're doing it. It's a, it's all a pride thing, all a pride thing to me, and that's where that's where uh, the sympathy falls off for me. You heard it here, but would you recommend the documentary? Yeah, I would recommend it one hundred percent. Yeah, cool. absolutely. Uh, very cool. That's now you see me. No, it's made you look. Made you look. Yeah. <laughs> now you see me too. I for a second I thought Peter was going to come in here and just start uh, talking about movies that don't exist. <laughs> i just made and up just a whole describing movie. yeah these things that uh and just like basing off what we get excited about just starts going on <laughs> yeah. i could tell yeah i could tell that while i was talking you were googling this documentary because you definitely weren't listening to me so you were talking <laughs> all right chris what have you been watching uh, um i watched a movie that we're thinking about reviewing this week which was cosmic sin oh man yes it was it was yeah. up on the docket this was a, we will be transparent to the audiences this was a hard week to figure out what movie to watch because there weren't any huge splash releases we were hoping maybe cosmic sin could be that a new bruce willis vehicle mm. so chris tell us a little bit about what exactly is this movie this bruce willis vehicle <laughs> and uh and if it was any good yeah uh it's it's about um 500 years in the future uh, humans find uh some aliens that basically are just some sort of race that takes over humans bodies and Easy controls for budget them. <laughs> yeah so they don't have to make any sort of cool alien designs uh but uh, it's totally just like a straight-to-DVD movie with um, very shitty effects. And uh, it, the, the the thing that was funny is the trailer. I, I know that Bruce Willis basically does like 20 movies a year. And <laughs> it's like these like really low-budget movies where they spend like half their budget paying him for like a day of work. And he's yeah. in the movie for like, you know, mm. five minutes, but they put him on the cover. Uh, but the trailer for this movie made it look like he was in it a good this, amount. We and thought this he, was his return. He is. Yeah. Well, <laughs> he is in it like pretty often. Not necessarily as often as he should be. But what's funny too is like Frank Grillo is in this movie also. 
and he's somehow in it less than Bruce Willis. Oh wow, because that was my. Uh, I was like, okay, if Bruce Willis isn't in it, Frank Grillo is is going to be in it. But no, we don't even yeah. get Grilloed. Yeah, yeah. Um, there is like a, a main cast that that plays, um, you know, stronger roles in the movie, but uh, but yeah, it's just a. Uh, you know, a crappy uh, straight-to-DVD movie that's not even, like, so bad that it's worth watching just to be like, yeah, look how shitty this is. <laughs> you know? You can't really laugh at it. Uh, there there are parts where the dialogue's, like, really awful, but uh, it's, I mean, the set, the design of a lot of the stuff is cool. That's that's one of the things where, the with the trailer, I was like, oh, okay, like, Visually. they have cool costume design. Mm. Yeah, it looks like they uh, they have, like, a a bunch of suits that people were like cosplaying as master chief. So then they like recolored them <laughs> oh, <laughs> and no. they're all wearing these like crazy costumes. Um, but uh, there's like a character with the giant sniper rifle. That's like as big as a person. It's like, that's the pretty Halo cool. One. Yeah. But um, yeah, definitely. I mean, it was only an hour and a half, but so definitely a pass. Yeah. Yeah. At least it wasn't like super long. <laughs> Yeah, but it doesn't sound like even fun at all. So sometimes an hour and a <laughs> half movie like that feels like two hours, maybe even yeah. 2.5. Yeah. That's disappointing, especially since we've been um, getting a lot of good genre movies the past few months. I was hoping that would be another mm-hmm. one. Yeah. So pass on Cosmic Sin. Right. Stupid name, too. <laughs> Is the name um, explained? The- the name, like, what uh, is the name they mean? refer to Cosmic Sin as uh, Bruce Willis is like a war hero or maybe a war villain, but uh, he he like drops Ooh. some bomb during a space war that kills like seventy million people, and uh, they they refer to it when they have to use it again, possibly to kill all these zombie people. They're like, we're gonna commit another Cosmic Sin, <laughs> and you're like. Oh shit! The names in the movie. Sick. I mean, it, it's it is kind of cool as a thing. Yeah, yeah. All right, Cosmic Sin, everybody. If you like Bruce Willis a little bit in your movies, this is it. Uh, I watched a horror movie that's on Shutter right now called Lucky. So Ooh. this this is interesting because I thought it was going to be a um, Groundhog's Day type movie because the synopsis is something along the lines of. A woman, uh, a masked man attacks a woman every night, even if she kills him. So what happens is it's a psychological uh, thriller a lot more than anything in that, like, it's obvious something's going on here that's unexplained. She'll look away from the, the killer after she kills him and then he'll disappear and she'll talk to the cops about it. And it's really this, like, very obvious metaphor for the dangers women have to go through on a daily basis Mm. and how there's no one really there to help them and everyone treats it so casually. And it's really effective in that way, but it also – it felt a little bit hollow by the end of it because in a way you expect maybe even some sort of twist or big reveal or something, but at the end it's just like – you just feel like it said, yep, it's the metaphor you thought it was and always was. And 
um it feels is there a no lot no real no big payoff really for you no there was no big payoff yeah. it kind of just is what you think it is and that was what makes it That's a little hard to i guess it's kind of anticlimactic in that way but that being mm. said i did enjoy a lot of, about it and i think it plays that metaphor very well so you know if you're into seeing a metaphor just like acted out in film with your horror this is it <laughs> but um uh but yeah i thought it was pretty cool but i don't know it seems a little like you could miss it uh and that's lucky check it out it's not a groundhog's day thing because it's like the day time just continues to go on um mm -hmm. but it's even that's a little weird it like lives it could be easily be one of those it was all in her head movies Oh. You know, it kind of feel it has that energy. And I don't think it would be a better movie if it did, like, reveal, oh, she was, like, in a coma from well, a guy it... hitting her the whole time and imagining right. was that Also, Chris? wouldn't that be against the, the movie's message if it was just that it's all in her head? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that exactly. would But also... Also, does she kill this guy every time that he comes out? A bunch her? of times, yeah. She does, like, a bunch of different combinations. Okay. So she doesn't actually get killed ever because it's not a Groundhog's Day, but she's like murdering some dude that's coming after her yeah. like all the time. She gets attacked, or right? Having to evade uh -huh. or yeah, know, do anything. Okay, I was just by the end of the movie, does she just become like this like hardcore killer that's just like <laughs> killing this guy? She's got a taste for it. Yeah, it, that's yeah, the thing. She is just becomes really badass. I think this movie could have. You know, with any movie, there's a million different ways you can go with the same premise. And I think that would have been a really kind of cool exploration of what to do with it. And it stays pretty much just in, uh, hey, isn't this just like how women are ignored and attacked? <laughs> like, it just continues Ooh. to ask you that and does it well. Oh. But, um, yeah, it would have been cool if there was some sort of twist like, okay, she's kind of like enjoying it and becoming a badass and... <laughs> now that's affecting her life. Uh, but that's lucky. Um, I would check it out just to check out uh, uh, independent cinema and whatnot. But um, not a hard recommend. Peter. You said that was on Shudder? Shudder, yeah. I can't, I can't cool. recommend Shudder more. It's great. Shudder. Shudder more. Mount Shudder more. Peter, what else have you been watching? Yes. Uh, what else? Oh man, I um, you know what I've really been enjoying is uh, Young Rock. Have you guys seen Young Rock? We I saw the premiere episode. We talked about it a couple weeks ago, but I haven't kept up okay. after that. Uh, yeah, this is the sh sitcom about The Rock, even starring The Rock at times. Mm -hmm. I I admire it for its unique storytelling ability. It's telling the same story or essentially like the same lesson at three periods of his life. And in the fourth one, you know, the narrating, the way that they choose to narrate the film is with The Rock himself. And it's 2032 and he's running for president. So he's reflecting on his life. I really like that. I think it's really unique. I never really uh, have seen much like that or I've never gotten into a show like that. But I've always liked uh, The Rock. And I think that's super unique. Yeah, to tell... Uh, and and I was a really big fan of wrestling growing up. Have you guys, uh, Chris? Did you follow up with it or no? Have you not? Been I have I have not watched it, but I, I definitely been meaning to. The Rock is uh, 
awesome. So, yeah, I love the Rock. Yeah, I did think yeah. the format was interesting, and especially it's a pleasure to get to see him in it because I think this show could have easily existed without him even being in it at all. <laughs> like, yeah, a lot of people happened. have been exactly a lot of people have been comparing it to uh, 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 I Hate Chris, and I don't know if it's that it's that necessarily. Well, they're very uh, different yeah. shows, but as far as like the star joining in on right. the show in some way, that that's definitely similar. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I just I didn't necessarily like all the humor in it or find it that oh. entertaining for the pilot episode, so I haven't been eager to jump into it. Um, but sounds like you've been been digging it. It gets it gets better. They find their groove. I really dig it. I like it. I in fact Tuesday night. A lot of good comedy. I've I've been getting back m- more into the broadcast comedies uh, for some reason, cause just because I I need something to look forward to, like some kind of like uh, yeah, it could be know, fun. television. Wanda, yeah, Wandavision was. I felt Wandavision being gone this week. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, and then Winter Soldier, uh, Falcon, Winter Soldier is coming up, and that'll be it for me. And maybe I'll end up catching. Uh, these yeah, hands. Young Rock and these hands. Yeah, but I love Young Rock, Keenan, and then uh, I'll watch Mixed Dish on. Uh, I think it's like ABC or CBS or whatever. Uh, so that's an hour and a half of okay. comedy right there. Dude, you might overdose. I might do too much, too much network comedy. I want to see what they're producing out there. Yeah, it's you know? good to stay up. Um, so you've been watching Mixed Dish, that uh, Keenan. I did watch the pilot episode of Keenan, so you've been liking that as well. Yeah, yeah, I dig that. Uh, I, you know, as long as I've liked The Rock, I've also liked Keenan. So, you know, it's perfect for me. So you uh, just ha- like anything that you've liked at the same period of time as The Rock or Keenan. Exactly. Like whatever that period of time is you're really into right now. Exactly, yeah. I haven't changed my taste in... Fruit by the uh, foot. Ever, yeah, exactly. I wake up, I eat Lucky Charms. I have a, 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 a pudding cup. I have a Lunchable, and then uh, I go to bed. Some Squeeze-Its. And some Squeeze-Its, some Go-Gurts. And that's all I eat. <laughs> but I eat a lot of it. I eat more of it now. Uh, and then, yeah, exactly. I, In fact, I, I remember friends of mine when I was younger getting tattoos, like at like 15, 16. I was like, you're not going to like that anymore when you get older. You're stuck with that for your life. But now I'm like, oh, I like all the same things. So Yeah, you should have gotten that enough. tattoo. I should have gotten the ta- a, a, any tattoo of anything at 15. <laughs> All right, and Chris, what else have you been watching? Uh, I, I also watched this documentary on Hulu called uh, Kid 90. Ooh, oh, yeah, I saw that advertised. About, the, about yeah. a lot of 90s kid actors in the 90s. Um, but it's, it's mostly about... Um, uh, Soleil Moonfry, she's like the actress who was in Punky Brewster. Mm-hmm. So she's like, it's all of her footage. I guess she had this like, this really crazy, um, I think it was like a mini DV cam that mm-hmm. was like, not, not like a normal camcorder. It was like more of like a, a giant iPad camcorder that was like flat. Okay. And, then, and it had this like rotating Oh camera. yeah, I had one like that. Yeah. So I guess in the early 90s, most of the footage is from there. It's just her filming with like every notable, you know, 90s, early 90s child star. The brat pack. That you can. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, but it, it goes through like years of her life, so there's like lots of different, you know, incoming and outgoing actors. Um, but it's actually it was only like an hour and ten minutes, but it felt like two hours because there was just so much footage. Really, like, but it's like all short clips, you know. But um, yeah, I thought yeah. it was gonna be like four hours, like Finding Neverland yeah. or something. I thought it was gonna be like that. Which Finding Neverland, you're like, I'm just hearing grown men talk about their sexual <laughs> children for four hours but okay so it's yeah. a quick 70 minutes that's fun yeah yeah uh it was just really interesting to see a lot of these actors talk about what it was like growing up in hollywood at such a young age and like a lot of them do talk about their like drug use and stuff like that too cool um but but uh it's just yeah it's interesting to see the footage of them just being uh kids behind the scenes and uh how hollywood affects them what is it more does it lean more to scandalous or nostalgic if more more much more nostalgic okay. for sure because because uh like i was saying it, it it's mostly that soleil moonfry's story overall of like what she went through growing up but then it intersects with like a couple of different actors and mm-hmm. how they grew up with her as really good friends. And she interviews each of them too. So that's, oh, wow. what's cool is like she interviews them herself and she's also showing them the footage herself. So it's like, it's way more personal with the interviews. Yeah. Too. That's cool. Wow. They're talking like their old friends, like, Oh, I haven't seen you in you know, 20 years. This is crazy. I haven't seen this footage in 20 years. I can't believe we, you know, did this. It's pretty it's pretty interesting. That's fun. I, I do want to check it out. It seemed pretty interesting. I'm much more enticed now that it's a quick 70. Maybe yeah. I'll watch it during one of my workouts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it it goes hand in hand with the stuff that they're showing with like the Britney Spears documentary of how like media uh-huh. treated her. This is a good, you know, similar styled thing where it's about her growing up the 90s and how hollywood and the media treated her when she went through puberty on camera basically wow uh it's propaganda for the hollywood stars we're gonna talk a lot about propaganda (laughs) this episode but they're basically the stars are seeing that they're losing their light via covid so they're like we need to get everybody back on our side seeing us as human release all these documentaries wow she, i'm no she's wow very enlightening what happened chris sorry i didn't mean to cut you off uh, i was just gonna say uh she because i know she's doing a new punky brewster like revival show Ooh. where it's like her at, yeah it's like, on peacock i bet kids. all those yeah. videos are fake they're deep fakes but <laughs> oh wow about... in this in this uh movie she doesn't mention it at all really she doesn't need to we are talking about it (laughs) we mentioned it for her we're part of the plan i mean maybe it's because it's hulu and not peacock and Mm. so poppycock you know (laughs) on the opposite side of your point joe i think there's this pattern of producers and, and managers believing that they're smarter than artists and exploiting them in fact there's even conspiracy theories that you know, because of their extensive catalogs, Prince 
because of their extensive catalogs and their uh, pushback on streaming services, Prince and Michael Jackson, their deaths were coordinated. And I, th I hope nothing like that happens with like Britney Spears, but yeah. you could see, Kanye. you could see where it can, exactly. You could see where a conspiracy uh, theory could, you know, could materialize. And I don't know. I, I do have sympathy for, for Britney, for, for all these artists and actors that think, you know, that, uh, you know, are getting paid by producers and managers and all that stuff or paying for managers or whatever, but there's huge problems for sure. And follow yeah. Pete Anon yeah. for all those. <laughs> I'm actually, I'm Q. I'm Q. <laughs> I, I I'm think Q. Q is Nathan Fielder, but then it got <laughs> too big. And oh my God. he's not sure when to <laughs> unveil it. Joe, if you start that religion, I'll I'll be your first follower. I believe I I you just said it a second ago, and I wholeheartedly believe you. I I believe that I that is something Nathan Fielder would do. I 100 percent believe it. I know 100%. you do. <laughs> no uh, questions asked. All right, let's move on. Uh, something else I've been watching. Um, I watched a movie called The Foul King. Oh. Uh, this uh, this stars the main actor from the Parasites, um, which is a Kang Ho song, I believe. Uh, it's one of his early roles, and it's about a office worker who loses his job and becomes a professional wrestler. Oh, so, here's the thing: that all sounds really what? awesome. Yeah, because right? that so, actor is amazing. Yep. Uh, that premise sounds good, great. Uh -huh. uh, it's not very good. Uh, it was made in <laughs> the year 2000. And I don't know. It just every time I watched it, I do a Korean movie night every Tuesday with my friend uh, Fred. And really, anybody's welcome to join. Uh, we just have an Amazon watch party and chat in it. Oh, but cool. usually they're rentals. So we were watching it and we we're just like, would get so excited at a possible moment that was going to like lock the movie in and turn it. You know, there's uh -huh. even a point mm. where he stabs a guy with a fork. Whoa. <laughs> but it was the where wrong fork in the eye. Oh, and it was the God. wrong fork. But it felt like this moment where he was going to be like, oh shit, I am like crazy now. And like, I'm going to get too violent. And that's the this story is I get too into it, but then it doesn't really happen that way. And there's all these moments. What do you mean moments. the wrong fork? It was like a, a play, fork? Uh, the play fork, like a, uh, one that would just stage a wrestling. Attack, uh, but he, he grabbed a real one or something. So oh my really God. like it, it amounts to him just being like, Oh, sorry, I did that. And then being like, Oh, okay. At least it looked cool. And that's it. And there's just so many and, of these And moments. the guy's blind for the rest of his life. Yeah. It, no, it Nothing really comes of it. Like, he's just, like, hurt for a while. So, <laughs> I don't is know. This, it feels like, is this the origin story for the uh, the wrestler from Billy Madison, the principal? <laughs> yeah, it could like be in the did. same world. Uh, and the, the wrestling scenes are pretty, like, hollow, just like a black room with a wrestling ring. They feel mm. very quiet. Oh. Huh. Uh, so they, it just wasn't they, very fun. They film it during COVID. They came in the future to film it. <laughs> they in the first one, the first COVID, <laughs> the bird flu of two thousand. Oh right. 
Um, yeah, this happened in 2000. You know, oh man, what a bummer. That sounds such a such a promising movie. It seemed really cool and the the movie we're going to watch this Tuesday actually does seem really cool and I hope it is. It's about a uh a guy buys a zoo, but he doesn't have any animals, so he and his friends dress up as animals <laughs> to run the zoo. I don't know anything about it beyond that, but uh, hopefully that one's good. But yeah, The Foul King, if you're looking into Kang Ho Sung's <laughs> backlog, it's not the best one. Don't get too excited by the premise. Um, mm. But yeah, that's The Foul King. I think you can watch it on Hulu or Amazon Prime for free right now. Or for your subscription. Uh, Peter. Peter, sir, Peter Murphy. Your yes. turn again once more. Oh, but of what I'm watching... Yeah, um, you're on the hot what? seat. <laughs> I know we just go round and round until one of us admits we're not watching anything else. And that uh, person has to sign off. Uh, when you were describing, <laughs> yeah, that's how we eliminate people. When you were describing uh, the zoo and the guy, uh, like all of his friends dressing up as animals, that sounds like some kind of like Los Angeles clowning comedy show bit. Like an empty zoo, we're all gonna dress up as does, animals. I think that does happen, actually. There I'm, is a, I'm sure something like that does happen. There is a clown there. comedy show at the LA Zoo that's been going oh, on, but I think they stopped doing it when cases spiked. You know what I'm watching is um, that's what I'd I'm like wa- to know. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, I've uh, I've always been a big fan of like live TV. Uh, and we don't get that. My favorite shows growing up were TRL, uh, Monday Night Raw, and Oof. yeah, uh, and any anything like SNL, you know, obviously. Uh, I have enjoyed watching Conan uh, lately. Uh, he's doing a show at the Largo. Um, I know it's not like an episodic thing or, you know, doesn't really fit into what we talk about here, but that's one thing that I always like to, I like to check it out him because I know that his time's coming to an end. His show's going to end soon. And, uh, he, you know, his content will be readily available. It's not like, you know, Conan, he, he but it's deletes, Conan. You know what I mean? Deletes everything from his library ever. <laughs> you can't watch it again. So what are these, like, uh, live shows taped at the Largo? What is this? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's him and Andy Richter, and uh, he'll zoom in a guest, and he'll do a brief monologue. And I just, I just like, I like the fact that, there's a effort to go back to doing live shows. I think he's got an audience. Uh, Bill Maher has a live audience. Um, I know Fa- uh, the tonight show is doing, you know, some people, um, but I don't know. I just like, I, I, I'm, I've never been one for sitcoms or canned laughter or anything like that yeah. or studio audience, but it kind of feels good to have like to see that live energy on screen uh, in in whatever capacity it could it could come because that's uh, it's kind of you know just what I grew up with what I what I enjoyed so so I'm enjoying Conan while I can and uh, you know the shows are only thirty minutes uh, and you know so I get my workout in during <laughs> during them you haven't you don't quite do the seventy I have yeah I have a, I'm a, yeah I'm a you're a high intensity seventy I'm a low burn thirty a walk around There's... the block. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, so I'm enjoying that. Oh, I don't know if you guys have talked about this, uh, but this is probably a better example to give. 
coming to America. I haven't seen it. Chris did, though. Yeah, Chris, what did you think of that? Yeah, yeah uh, it was cool. I it, I thought it was uh, funny enough, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, I, I'm, right? I'm with you. I'm nervous to say anything bad about it because I like... Um, well, I don't want to be outed as a racist. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, I like Eddie. Mur- I, I, in fact, I love Eddie Murphy, uh, and I love yeah. the first one, and I like this one too. Uh, I just, it's it's a little bit like, man, I can't get a ne- give it a negative review. I don't know what I was expecting, uh, but it was it was very funny, and it's it it was sort it sort of felt like Michael Jordan playing for the Wizards. A little bit like you, he's Eddie Murphy. Yeah. You see him out there. He's making jokes. He's very funny. He's very uh, animated. Um, the only thing that could have made it a better film for me was if there was like more Eddie Murphy. Um, yeah, exactly. Uh, but, you know, but 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 that being said, what I did, because I guess because that's what I expected, <laughs> you know, right. And wanted yeah, totally. It, we've been talking like the last few years have been like Eddie's coming back has been bubbling right yeah yeah i li- yeah uh and I, what i did like about it was how uh how they focus on leslie jones's character and a lot of like mm-hmm. uh the women uh his wife and you know the the female characters in the film and they're so funny and so good um but I, yeah I, I was just i i guess i was just thrown off a little cuz i was expecting a little more Eddie murphy arsenio hall but uh yeah it's still, you know, still just as kind of just as good for me. Yeah, it, it's like it should. It was almost like uh, coming to America, the next generation. Yeah, it really you know wasn't what? about him; it was about his son, the new class. You yeah. know what? Yeah, man. If 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 I saw a trailer that said something like that or like alluded to that, I would I would have been in the right mindset. But I was yeah. a little. I was just. I wasn't disappointed. I was just thrown off. That like, oh, I didn't. You know. All right, I didn't expect this story, but you know, I, I I still dig it. I still liked it. Yeah. Yeah. Leslie Jones and Tracy Morgan, it's like they're all were doing their own thing that was very funny, but there just wasn't any like set pieces that were like bits that were really like memorable as a comedy where you're like, Oh, oh this right. part was great, but it was just just like the individual actors doing funny things. I just felt like there I, yeah. wasn't any like big comedic scene that was like oh all these things interact perfectly to make it you know yeah like all like all sequels it 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 can't help but be compared to the original and i felt like like what you're saying is the original is more cohesive and that's what i thought that's what i was expecting it was a little less cohesive but the callbacks were hilarious to uh yeah i don't want to spoil anything but there were some some really fun callbacks especially in the beginning where uh, the woman that Eddie Murphy's supposed to marry comes back and she's essentially still under this like strange spell <laughs> where if you remember the first one, she's like still hopping up and down on one leg and barking. Uh, and then he like forgives oh, yeah. her of that or like uh, absolves her of that, uh, which was, was silly and funny to see. Very silly. Yeah. Very funny. I'm looking forward to making it a double feature night one night. Oh, yeah. Doing both back to back. We're going to do it. Chris, what are you doing? 
Yeah, um, that's that's pretty much it for me. For All right, week. sign off, bro. See you later, you Chris. I'm taking over, pal. Bye. Oh, over. It's the Peter show. <laughs> R.I. Peter. Yeah, let's get back into oh more Young Rock. God. All right. <laughs> Hot Young Rock. <laughs> Uh, I'll talk about uh, a movie I called uh, a movie I called a movie I watched called Stay Out of the Attic, and the posters make it look like it says Stay Out of the Fucking Attic. Oh! And this is also on Shutter, brand new, and it's about this moving company of ex-cons who are go do this creepy house, and then of course like the guy's a fucking creep and has creepy creatures in the house. That, uh, that get them. And it really huh. reminds me of uh, the people under the stairs. Mm. It's oh, very really? rep- reminiscent of that. I, I think people under the stairs is much better and has a lot more cool moments, but there's something about kind of the class issues and there's a Nazi in it, um, which they weren't exactly Nazis, but there was a, uh, in people under the stairs from what I remember, but there was... Uh, a lot of racial tensions and they were racist of some sort, but mm. uh, it wasn't great, but it was a good time. Like I could see watching this over chat with a friend or whatever and having a good time with it. It has this kind of questionable end that works for it. Like this redemption oh. type of arc that happens, but it's kind of, it kind of makes you hard to root for the main character mm. uh, who mm. has that redemption arc. Cause it's like a former Nazi mm-hmm. and they're just like, is it just like gets weird to where you're like, did somebody who was a Nazi write this? And was like, I really need to like get this out <laughs> and make amends. Oh no. Uh, but no, it is kind of like cool. It's also very um, unique and cool how it ends. Um, but kind of okay. cheesy, kind of low budge, but um, a good time nonetheless. And that stay out of the attic. It's on Shutter, and I think it's like eighty-five minutes or so. So it was a quick, good time. I I look up on IMDb and it does say it's called Stay Out of the Fucking Attic. So I, I wonder if is that just like the uh, the title they use mm-hmm. only when you're watching it, but then the advertised title. Yeah, it must it be out. a pain in the ass to keep track of all that. Do, so in the movie, does do people fuck in the fucking attic? Or <laughs> it is about is a happens? sexual addict. Addict. <laughs> they spelled addict wrong in it. <laughs> uh, it yeah, became confusing for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> they can, I'm, confusing all around. I'm addict actually in uh, attic addict. I'm addicted to addicts. <laughs> I can't get oh enough addicts. I'm, I'm go. I go to uh, AAA. Addic- <laughs> addicts. Addic- what is it? What are all the A words? Addicts. Addicted. Anonymous. Got it. Anonymous. I'm anonymous. Addicted. Addict. Well, you shouldn't be talking about it if it's so anonymous. Yeah, well, you know, I was triggered. Uh, thanks a lot for that, Joe, for even saying the A word. I'm now sorry I've for what it. I watched. Yeah. yeah. What else have well, you been watching, Peta? Me? Oh, man. I uh, 
man. I think. What else have I been watching? Good question. Um, I can't seem to think of anything, so I guess that's it. All right, sign uh, off. I win. Yeah. <laughs> I Joe wins. I've been, you know, it's, you know, I don't get a lot of reception in the attics that I go to. Yeah, well, so, you're bringing it up now, yeah. so that's you feeding your addict addiction. <laughs> I know. I'm... <laughs> well, Sorry. I just got a few other things to run through um, that I wanted to shout out. One is Like a Boss. This is the Tiffany Haddish and what's uh, Ro- uh, Marilyn? Roseburn. Roseburn. <laughs> what was I even what was I looking for in Roseburn <laughs> comedy where they start a makeup company and Selma Hayek buys it and tries to do oh, yeah. nefarious things to it. Uh, so Ooh. I think it's on maybe HBO max. I forget exactly. Maybe Hulu. Uh, forgive me for not knowing, but I, it actually was as much fun as you think it is. I enjoyed it more than even the trailers would suggest. And I think it has a lot more to offer than what the trailers just give. Because you were. Do you think about- the trailer let it down? Is this an example of a trailer letting the movie down? Because I, well, I saw the trailers as well, and I was like, I don't know. I don't. I, I thought I don't know if this movie's for me. Yeah, I think maybe that's a bit of. I know for me, I could say it's a bit of uh, studio comedy pessimism. I where see. I see those, and yeah. I'm like, okay, these are probably all the jokes. It seems like the trailers giving away all the story. And I do think the movie has more to offer than the trailer as far as jokes and actual substance. But it's not, like, it's not missable. Like, you could totally miss it. It's not uh, not that great. But I, I did have fun with it. And I thought it was actually interesting how Rose Byrne's always done comedy stuff really well. But it mm-hmm. feels like she's in a different gear in this movie, like a little bit more like jokey gear. Than... Oh, she's less of the straight person. Yeah, she's really? in on the fun with it. And she is, between her and Tiffany Haddish, she's definitely the straight person. But it okay. seems like her her character is coming from this more uh, playful place. And she's more like kind of hitting the jokes, you know, like the... I don't know, just a different type of joke than she would normally do with the types of characters you would see in Bridesmaid or even The Neighbors. Does she deliver? I mean, yeah, she's a straight person in those other ones. She's it like, works. It, yeah? It does oh, work. Oh, well, good yeah. for her. And especially because she's playing off Tiffany Haddish, so it's like you're either <clears> going to get steamrolled or you have to really dig into being the straight person. But I think yeah. she uh, holds her own being like, keeping up with the comedy and feeling like somebody who's just like there with it. But of course, like she's done so much comedy expertly, but uh, so it's not as if it's a surprise that she would kill it. But I just thought the gear she was in was a, I like her gears, you know, I'm a gear (laughs) addict. Gears of war. You're a gearhead, man. We know that. We know it. So like a boss, I would recommend it for a good time. Uh, but, you know, I am, like I was saying, a pessimist when it comes to studio comedies because I'm waiting for that, like, Anchorman again feeling or Dodgeball. These really, you mm-hmm. have to see this. And I know in some ways those haven't aged well, but they're not supposed to. They're supposed to run you over like a train and dictate what comedy is for the next five or ten years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know if there's, I mean... I don't know. Yeah, I I know exactly what you mean. I 
I feel the same way. I, I don't know if I trust a uh, big studio comedy right now. Uh, and I'm not and saying I can't there tell you the last been, one that I listened to. I'm not saying there haven't been any good ones either. There, uh, I mean, like, since uh, Bridesmaids, blockers, I haven't. I can't think of one. Cock blockers, game night are two. Like I think that are uh, not quite. I don't think they're classics, but they're really good. I wouldn't be mad if someone was like, "No, those are classic." Like this era studio comedies i've heard about blockers yeah yeah um also want to shout out that one. Oh yeah blockers let's do a blockers retros- yeah. retrospective next week <laughs> the blockers series another thing i watched that'll uh, maybe get peter excited i know that for sure is uh last week i was talking about how i've been watching the miz and the misses based off the wrestler the miz and maurice uh, mazan in their reality show so uh-huh. then I got the WWE Network and started go- watching some WrestleManias with Andy. And we watched oh, WrestleMania wow. 10 and, like, WrestleMania 20. Not all oh, of man. it, but just, like, parts of it. Oh, man. And I, I was having a blast watching those. Yeah. Wasn't it just so fun? It's like just a big nostalgia rush? or was It's just... so fun. And yeah. so a couple, like, a long time ago, maybe 15 years ago or so chris do you remember when i got the wrestlemania dvds they were big fatty packs like six dvds per wrestlemania yeah yeah and i had like one through 20 of those of wow. wrestlemania and we would just go through those and watch them uh and it's i remember how absurd like wrestlemania one is it's so slow so oh, yeah that, happening that. had five minute long headlocks and then how crazy <laughs> it gets just to where, like, thumbtacks are being used and fire later. It's really wild to watch. But it is it is such good entertainment. And I really wanted to put it to the test because Andy is not, like, unfamiliar with professional wrestling but never really got into it. And I was uh, – she liked the um, reality show just fine. So I was like, let's put this on. And then we were both really getting into it and having a, a good time watching it. Um, oh. So I think it really, it holds up as entertainment, I think. Even though I don't keep up with it these days, other than the reality show. Mm. it's It holds up as entertainment. They know what they're doing. Yeah, same. I don't really keep up with wrestling too much lately. Though, I will say... The wrestlers that I did enjoy, which I, I really like the Attitude Era. So, you know, Rock, Stone Cold, mm-hmm. Undertaker, Kane, Mankind. All of those all of those guys that I mentioned, uh, they now have, like, their own, like, reality show or, like... Sitcom. Sitcom or their tra- a travel show. So it's kind of fun to see that. And Mark Calloway, the Undertaker, he he's a really, really interesting... Uh, Really interesting dude. His story is really fun. He's had so many injuries, but yeah, that's awesome. They're stitched together. Uh, so that's WrestleMania. <laughs> I would check out the WWE Network. There's a lot on there, probably more than I'll ever hope to to watch at all. Um, I hope you get through it, man. Honestly. Yeah, well, I'll get through it, man. I think I'll get I know through you. Can't... How much? Yeah, <clears throat> I, I know you can't turn down a challenge, so I'm you know I'm challenging you to get <laughs> get through it before the end of the year. To watch all of the WWE content. Why? <laughs> it's ever growing. 
Come up with me in my attic, dude. Come up here in the attic. Oh, now yeah. I can't get it off my damn mind. <laughs> Remember, I'm an that. attic addict. We we can't forget. <laughs> how uh, how much more are you? Do you need to watch until Andy starts like Stone Cold stunning you? Oh on yeah, a regular basis. I think it'll be she'll block it before it gets to that level. <laughs> okay. Not just damn the attack. Now, under this... she'll she'll bash the TV in. <laughs> oh wow! She would rather inflict pain onto the appliance than her lover. Yeah, and then me, mm. and then you. Yeah, yeah. When they're when when all the TVs yeah. and microwaves and refrigerators are gone, then see, it turns to Joe. See, you can <laughs> kill two birds with one stone. You could destroy the TV and harm me at the same time by bashing my head in with the TV. It's something she figured out very oh, quickly. <laughs> Also, I did watch Boss Level, which Chris watched last week, and mm. I had watched oh, yeah. the first 10 minutes of, and I had said I'd really been into the what I was watching, but I had to stop it for some reason or another, and so I was having like a movie day Thursday, and I started that one over, and that movie rips. It's a really cool movie. Peter, have you heard of Boss Level on Hulu? No, I, ha- I haven't. I-, I remember you guys talking about it last week, uh, yeah, but so I haven't the, seen it. The Groundhog's Day style movie where it's basically a guy keeps repeating the same day, but it's the, the day where everybody's coming to kill him. Uh, yes. So kind of dangerous Groundhog's Day. And yeah, this movie's really good. I think it's so moves so fast and is super interesting and fun all the time. The characters are all uh, really fun and it's a great world. I I was just like in it and it, it is funny how much narration there is because Andy was in the room like studying and stuff not watching it and she's like I feel like I've watched this move like I've actually watched this because <laughs> the narration uh, but it works for it and yeah. Uh, yeah I think this I kind of wish it was in theaters you know and it was that uh that it's that type of movie i'd want to see it big screen because it does a lot of things so well with action Um, Mm -hmm. so yeah more people need to see boss level i think this is boss level gets put up there with your shadows in the clouds and your psycho gormans Mm -hmm. if you know (laughs) you know Mm -hmm. boss level hi marks did you like uh will sasso's performance in that movie yeah especially uh when he's, uh, what does he say, like, do you smell toast or do you smell almonds? Something like that. Yeah. If Wasn't that know, one thing you, know... you said, the cast is, like, distracting almost? Or no? Um, do you not say that? I'll Wait, never is there... say that. For... Is there a... I mean, for boss level, who else is in it, like, unexpectedly? Will Sasson Oh, yeah, is... yeah. Yeah, uh, Mel Gibson. Yeah, what? Um, Naomi Watts. Uh, Michelle Yeoh. Yeah, as yeah. It, the, the most like, n- so good. yeah, the most notable time that I was ever taken out of a movie because of a, a an actor showing up was Mother. Do you guys see Mother with uh, Jennifer Lawrence? I have. Yeah, I have not seen it. You saw Joe Chris. You haven't seen it, dude. Yeah. What? Kristen Wiig shows up, and I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> but I mean, I I mean, it. it Anyone that's seen it that knows Kristen, when Kristen Wiig appears, it's 
like a shotgun. Like, holy shit. Like, I, I saw it in a packed theater, and I freaked out. I, I, I was like, what? And it was, jar- it was so jarring because the movie is so graphic and so serious and so gruesome. Right, Joe? Right? I mean, would you just call it all those things, or am I being a little... Uh, a little lame. I think it is. It is like Bob Odenkirk walking in saying, "There are my little women." <laughs> it is a, it's on that level. That, yeah. Uh, lest we forget, Little Women, twenty nineteen or twenty twenty. Great movie. Uh, I think one of Chris's oh top fives. <laughs> really? I've never, I've never seen it. Top five Odenkirk oh. uh, 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 vehicle. Uh, Odenkirk cameos. Yeah, but that, those both of those films. What are you doing in there? I, it just it was too much. It was too much for me. Distracted you. Got it. Uh, last yeah. thing I want to talk about is another movie for Korean movie night. I think I forgot to talk about this one last week. Startup. Startup. Did I? Uh, uh, it wasn't in my notes. No, I don't think you talked so about it. Like, so uh, Ma Dong Suk is in this. Uh, you might know him from uh, Train to Busan and God, dozens of other movies. Um, so look him up, big beefcake Korean guy. But this is mm. about this guy run. This kid runs away from home, and then mm. uh, gets a job at a restaurant and kind of finds a family in this motley crew of like a a cook that's really a badass but doesn't refuses to fight Uh, an owner who's just like this simple little old man and then this girl who's an outcast girl who is a boxer and she's like a badass like steve fox style boxing uh tekken (laughs) reference everybody um, and she like fights guys just like I'm gonna fight you and isn't necessarily like super strong, so she doesn't win every fight, but she like uses her skill to beat the shit out of these guys. Uh, so it's like this really w- weird group of people all like centered around this restaurant and kind of like learning to appreciate family and appreciate the uh, what they have to offer to the world instead of giving up on themselves. Uh, so it wasn't great, but uh, um, it was fun as far as some of these characters. Like if you love Ma Dong Suk, it's a very fun role, and the boxing is fun. Um, but there was some parts missing to it that I just. I have a very high bar for Korean movies now after doing the Korean movie review podcast and Korean mm. uh, <laughs> uh, Korean movie night. So I'm looking to have those blow my socks off moments. Um, it sounds it cool. Fun. What was the name of that film again? Startup. Startup. Yeah. What year did it come out? Uh, I think it came out within the last. Oh gosh, I'm not sure actually. Uh, five years. It looks years, like maybe? it says it says 2019 on IMDb. Oh, okay, cool. <clears throat> wow. Uh, yeah, and I would uh, go down the rabbit hole of korean movies just if you look up startup or i wouldn't look up the foul king uh but look up startup and then the movies like it you'll go down the rabbit hole and see a lot of cool movies with a lot of cool premises maybe we'll bring back the korean movie review podcast one day oh wow the fans are asking for it but that startup uh it was cool it definitely was cool 
Um, it is a rental, I believe, three ninety nine or so. So um, check it out. It might make you hungry. Oh. It might make you hungry. Oh, you know what? One thing that made me hungry, uh, it's on Apple Plus, and I watched it during my free trial of Apple Plus, uh, Servant, the M. Night uh, thing. Uh, oh, show, yeah, I haven't checked Grant. it out. Oh, yeah. Man, that first, I, I haven't seen the second season, which is out now, and I think it's completely out. But I watched the first season, and it's unique in the sense that it takes place in Philadelphia, which, um, you know, you just don't see a lot of. Philly. Things happen West happen in that city. Born and raised. Exactly, but the husband is a uh, man. He has this in- intense wine collection, and he's a advisor for restaurants. So, in his in their home, they've got this big industrial sized kitchen, and the food is uh, spectacular. In fact, I think part of the reason why the show exists is to showcase some of uh some some of the unique dishes that they do like eel and uh d- lobster ice cream which is interesting okay. yeah okay yeah Peter. <laughs> uh and that that as like a a little yeah that that's that's interesting and also rupert grint who i love i love rupert grint i'm a huge fan of not his. a huge uh, fan but yeah go please go. I, i'm a massive fan of rupert grint uh uh from you know the harry potter films and he he does a very passable american accent a very passable so i've okay. seen some of uh that cruise english or american accent in films and none of them have quite nailed it all the time emma no. watson yeah Oh right, yeah, of the Harry Potter kids. He does. He, I, I, I like sir. It's definitely not Harry Potter. It's definitely not Beauty and the Beast, uh, which I haven't really seen Rupert Grant in anything since Harry Potter. Uh, word is he he owns an ice cream truck, and he just drives around and gives away free ice cream. Which that's what a cool lobster ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, any t- yes. Any type of ice cream. Come have your lobster ice cream and crab juice. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? But yeah, I, I like that. I would recommend Servant, that. Servant, sure. cool. Yeah, I do want to dive into this Apple Plus library. I'm honestly trying to find some new balance in my life to where I can really find time. It's not that I don't have the time to watch shows and get into series. It's just that I don't have structured time. So you mm-hmm. lose a lot of time when it's not structured. So I'm right. trying to get into that starting tomorrow. So I'm sure when we return, you won't, Peter. Not after this. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I can't return. Yeah, I've already been voted off. Yeah, not after this appearance. Yeah, running out of things. Come on. I mean, yeah. I mean, there's not a lot to do. <laughs> he I'm tried a, to a... come back with the servant, but I think it was too late. Yeah, it was too late. Yeah. I mean, let's not forget. I'm an addict addict. I'm an addict. Yeah. I had to write it down. I'm an addict addict. And, you know, it's tough. It's tough life being an addict addict. It is. Going man. to addict addict. It's hard to addict get a signal up there. Yeah, it is. It is. It and I'm just out. there. It's tough. Well, I'm just up there looking at the sun. <laughs> why don't we get into our feature review of the new Netflix movie, Yes Day? All right. Let's start our review of Yes Day. Yes Day is on Netflix right now. 
Mm. A mom and dad who usually say no decide to say yes to their kids' wildest requests with a few ground rules on a whirlwind day of fun and adventure. Starring Jennifer Garner, Edgar Ramirez, Jenna Ortega. Let's go into our thoughts whether or not we liked yesterday, our food associated with it. Why don't we start with our guest, Peter Murphy. Yeah. Uh, did I like it? I will say this movie was not for me. Uh, Please elaborate. And, uh, it, it just it wasn't for it wasn't a movie for me. It was. I wish I could watch this movie at double speed. Oh, the, yeah. This is like a, a podcast. You might want to watch it on double sp- or listen on double speed, just because you're like, all right, just get through it. I want to ingest this information. You know, you know, you know what put me in a bad mood. Uh, I'm not saying I didn't like it; it just wasn't for me. What put me in a bad mood is I saw it was a, an hour and 29 minutes. For me, it it's got to be at least an hour and 30. Turns really? out, it, yeah, it turns out the movie before the credits was only an hour and 19 minutes. Yeah, the and credits are like 10 minutes. Come on, dude. So, was not I'm not a movie for for me. I wish I could watch it at double speed to have said I could watch it and then maybe you know fiddle around in my <laughs> attic for thirty you know the thirty five minutes that I saved. Now, I, I feel like Jennifer Gardner's still acting in a Capital One commercial in this whole during this oh whole my. movie. Okay, unhinged performance. <laughs> That's what it feels like. <laughs> I mean, everybody, everybody's in a Capital One commercial. No, the whole movie's a commercial for McDonald's, her, ice cream, and... General ice cream, family. Yeah, and uh, no, like, yes, exactly. Uh, It reminded me that Netflix is not a genre. So so if if Chris, if you or Joe are going to... If you or Joe are going to recommend something to me, and you say, oh, yeah, I love the show. It's on HBO. Oh, I, I get it. HBO, Showtime, that's a genre. Lifetime, that's a genre. Uh, Netflix, Hulu, you know, just because they're on that platform doesn't yes. ma- mean it's something that I'd be interested in. Net- Netflix, I think that's Netflix's strength as well is that yeah. it, it has so much to offer. And when people – remember when Disney Plus was going to come out and people were like, uh-oh, Netflix is in trouble – it's like no, it's yes. not because Netflix has crazy shit on it that Disney Apple Plus, Plus will never is have. a genre. Exactly, Netflix, Hulu, Netflix specifically because that's where this title is not a genre, and it reminded me of that. And yeah, just not for me. I, I don't know who this movie's for. It's a family I movie, mean, so let's yeah, let's definitely. I, it's, I a it's a family, family movie. movie. It's mm-hmm. that's. It is there a part of you that can assess this movie outside of your own taste as a family movie, knowing that? And I, I don't. If you can't, that's fine. I'm just wondering. If I had kids, I would watch this movie with them, just to give myself a break for the, for seventy minutes. <laughs> uh, be, be, uh, yeah, I, 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 it just found it just seemed like more of an ad. It just seemed like more of an ad for, like I was saying, like McDonald's and <laughs> like literally the artist, her, who's credited in it. 
at Fleek Fest. Yeah, um, oh yeah. <laughs> some, I mean, <laughs> there's some problems with Fleek Fest, really. Fleek Fest, which I guess this movie was put put on the shelf since 2017. Yeah, it was because it definitely was because Jenna Ortega, who uh, was in You and The Babysitter too. Both, she's like older looking in both those than she is uh, in I this. See. So I think this was yeah, definitely for a while. Um, I think this was just super, super. Um, it was just so plastic to me. I don't know. It, it just, I don't know. It was just plastic. I like. Yeah, it was just. It just it felt there. It was too shined on, for me. Uh, and okay, outside of my taste. Who could I see liking it? Or like in what dimension do I like it? I mean, yeah, this is a movie that I feel safe watching with kids around. Uh, but I don't know what the movie was made for. Like there are lots of like movies that were made for different reasons. Like, for instance, think about the movie um, uh, with uh, Ryan Gosling, Drive. Like that movie for me feels like it was made... For the soundtrack and for you know the visuals, it wasn't for Gosling's acting necessarily. So I, I was trying to come, I, I was trying to come up with a singular reason why this movie was made, and I just think you know it's Netflix adding to, flip to a their. Profit. It's net, yeah, yeah. It's Netflix really shoehorning in McDonald's. If you guys remember that, like they're eating McDonald's and like McDonald's, McDonald's, McDonald's. Uh, made me really hungry. Yeah, yeah. I love that scene. He's like, he's like telling his coworker, "Put that yeah. fucking McGriddle away, you bitch." He's like, "Jesus, <laughs> put that tasty McGriddle away." I know. It's, yeah. yeah, exactly. It and might she be eats delicious. it and then throws it away. Yeah. Uh, well, speaking yeah, of yeah. McGriddle, is there a food you would compare this to? Uh, what? Okay, the food that I would compare this movie to is it? It's just a. Um, I think everyone's done this. It's a suicide drink. Suicide meaning, drink, yes. Yeah, meaning like you're that. you're at the soda fountain at the gas station. You get the sixty four ounce cup. You put in as much ice as you want, and then tss, 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 you get a little bit of each drink, and uh, and y- yeah, that's 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 what it felt like. To uh, me. Oh, in a horrible name as we get older. <laughs> yeah, the suicide. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that I love that. Uh Chris, how about you? Um yeah, I definitely agree with what was just said. I just feel like this movie was the people who this movie was made for is for kids who want to have a power fantasy of like what if my parents couldn't tell me no about the dumb fuck shit that I asked them <laughs> I want and they refuse, right? Yeah, but I think where this movie fails is it doesn't really explain like, yeah, they're saying no because they give a shit about you. Like, the kids mm-hmm. don't ever really realize that they're just like, oh, dad's just a uh, a pushover and mom's just ruining our fun. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it it's just very mediocre movie that's run of the mill, <laughs> and I feel like none none of the things that the kids do are actually like great uses of what if my parents can say no yeah they're not like 
yeah. Oh, yeah. Get into also, that, more sponsored, of that later, right? also sponsored by Magic Mountain. Oh, oh we yeah. can't go oh, to Magic yeah. Mountain. We can't go to Magic Mountain. Guess what? We're going to Magic Mountain. Dude, <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> and uh, you're just mad because you wanted to play the role of the dad, Peter. Oh, 100%. I looked this guy up on IMDb. I'm like, all right, he's 43. I can start. I, I mean, I want to. Peter, get some pepper. R.I. Pepper and that R.I. Peter beard. 100% would love to be in this movie. Let me get that straight. I would have loved to have phoned it in for a month and cashed a Netflix check, no doubt. Uh, just, you know, not for me. But but for I you. think, I think yeah. I, sure. I told, I'm so with you, Chris. I, I'm so with you, Chris, on what you said. That was uh, like, oh, hit the nail on the head. Food, Chris. <laughs> you got a food for it. Yeah, th- this movie reminds me of uh, when you get like a shitty sandwich at lunch from school, <laughs> where they don't even put like you're like you open it up, it's just meat and cheese. There's not even mayo or anything mm-hmm. else on it. You're just like, this is it. Fuck, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> That's what this movie reminds me of. Very yeah. apt. Okay, so I recently I earlier said that uh we would talk about propaganda in this episode this movie Uh is parent propaganda oh this movie is like so like you said none of the kids yes things are unique or like uh that bad or like testing it at all Uh uh-huh right and uh it really at the end of the day is about like, Hey, the parent knows best. Like listen, yeah. listen to us and all that. It's parent propaganda. It's for parents to watch with their kids to be like, all right, kids, would you <laughs> understand us more? <clears throat> yeah. To come up with a whole day like this, it, like this had to have started from scratch. Cause I've never heard of anything like this. It doesn't exist. It's a stupid idea. It, <laughs> it wouldn't work because you know it there needs to be reason and that's not how things operate mm-hmm. but yeah it seemed a little too much like out of touch like a kid will probably watch this movie and have a good time because they'll watch any movie and have a good time with their what family. age group what age group cuz i cuz i think Kids in high school won't like it. I don't no, think kids in high school will like it. No, right. this is like five. <laughs> this is like to a 12 less than ten, something. right? Yeah, okay, this is yeah. like five to twelve, yeah. something like that. Um, okay. So, and maybe some you could get some twelve to sixteen year olds begrudgingly watching it with their family, but <laughs> it's like it's way too much uh, adults version of what like kids would want and all this. Also seen through the lens of budget and shit like and uh, tie-ins and promotional tie-ins. So you you're not getting any sense of like a kid would want to do this and ask you to do this and it would be crazy and wacky. You're just getting like kids would want to go have uh, some sort of park day fight. Oh, and we can. (laughs) easily get water balloons filled with an ink that'll yeah be, and uh jeremy colhane's not doing anything so let's let's bring oh, in that yeah. shout out to jeremy colhane uh friend of the show uh being in that <laughs> but um 
Shout out to his mom. It's like you just see it. That was a paintball match. They were like, let's do paintball. Mm -hmm. But then it's like, oh, the insurance to do a paintball thing is this much. Oh, let's do water balloons. It it just reeks of that to me. Yes. Uh, But that being said, so I started it last night after having quite a few drinks. uh, Hanging out with the lady. And um, (laughs) started started watching it. Way to brag about it. Ugh. (laughs) <laughs> and, you know, we were both kind of having a good time watching it, though, at the beginning. Uh, but it was just because I think we were at that point where we we're just like, all right, whatever's on. We're just kind of we're not going to be too invested in. So I will say that it's not unwatchable. It's just so nothing. It's so airy and vapid. That's a good way to put it. I, I, I was trying. I wanted to say that it was like maybe corny. But it's not really even that, you know? It, it feels a little bit like it was written by an AI, you know, and then, like, touched up by somebody. Because a lot of the lines are, like, just silly. Of Yeah, I think when they're doing the balloon fight, it's like, wow, she's totally going awesome. Like, just things like nobody's talking like anything like this it's stock characters but again it's not made for us i think if i would enjoy watching this with uh my nephew for sure so in that that's a good point in that regard i did have a good time with it i think it has a lot of the elements of a good dramatic movie but the stakes are so low it's like a dramatic dramatic movie or just drama it just has like the dramatic dramatic twists and mm, uh, and to a fault, you know, as far as like the middle of the movie. Oh, they're all having fun. What's going to happen? Oh, now she needs to yeah. yell at her. There's a rift. All that stuff. It does get a little crazy at the end where you're like, this movie should end actually 30 minutes before it does. This movie is an hour long. Exactly. It, it, it also, yeah. It lasts yeah. 30 minutes too long where the kids are like, let's go to have a party and go to a concert. And you're just like, I don't, actually don't care at this point. Yeah. <laughs> it, in actuality, it's a 79 minute movie. Spoilers. And, and we could say, yeah. And we could say that it was written in 50 minutes, maybe. Maybe yeah. it took 50 minutes. Right. Also the dad who we were just talking about, I don't think he's unlikable enough. Like, I, I like, He's like nothing. I think he makes some, I think he makes nothing. some interesting choices, and it's good to see him on screen. But I don't think he's strict dad. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I, I yeah, he's really nothing because I don't know. Yeah, he's really nothing because his big journey was being able to say no and not being the good guy that like passes everything off and like. Yeah, there's no it's so, there's no good way to, to win that. Well, the thing is, his it's hard arc to portray. is that. But mm-hmm. then his arc is he finally says no in a more than a way too appropriate time where anyone who's even really nice would say no. Yeah. So you're like, what? Yeah, yeah of course yeah. he's going to say no here. And he right. was like, yeah, this isn't it. him learning. Uh, anyway, yeah. Well, let's get into spoilers. I want to say the food. I thought it was yeah, just we, a PB&J sandwich. Because it just like it does serve up all the highs and lows of drama. It has fast paced music, over the top performances, but it, it's like the uh, PB and J sandwich that's just like 
there's no layer to it. It's like someone just painted, you know, when it's such a thin layer yeah. of the jelly that, that <laughs> um, it's just like a yeah. brush stroke across it and the peanut butter too, where you're like, no, this is like, it's not there. It's just the color <laughs> of it. That type yeah. of PB and J sandwich. It is one of those where you start to chew it and you're like, okay, this actually is bad. It was delicious for the first few chews, but it's bad. Yeah. Uh, so let's get into spoilers. Uh, I would recommend it for a family movie for sure. I think it is a fun family movie, but if you're anybody just hanging out on Netflix, I'd say like go check out a classic comedy or something instead of this because it's just not going to be funny enough. I do think Jennifer Garner's unhinged performance, I don't know what the fuck she thinks she's doing or she's, what's happening. She's in a different movie. She's in a different she's in a Capital One commercial. She is, yet she's doing these things <laughs> where she's jump doing a backflips off walls. Yeah. You know what? Peppermint changed her, dude. Yeah, she like, <laughs> wants to show her. off. She she switched a switch turned yeah. off in her head <laughs> or something, man. Exactly. Listening to you guys uh, your evaluations of it, I think I would have to say that the only circumstance that I would watch this movie is if I did have like a younger nephew or niece and I wanted to watch something with them and then ask them, like, is this real? Like, do you have thoughts like this? Do you do <laughs> funky stuff like this? Yeah. You know, and like get to know more about them in them saying, no, I'm, I can't relate to any of this is silly. You know, Well, I'm sure it's like you could relate to it because but it's just not like fun it seems constrained by budget like what would a kid ask for if it was like a truly yes day you know yeah would it's go uh, crazy it would lead to insane stuff the yes day idea is to it is like it shows you what kind of kid you have if this was actually done and they started asking some crazy shit you're like oh damn my kid's not telling me half the things that, it's, that are happening you know um <laughs> Like, I, I want to sleep over at a circus. Like, what? No, I mean, you can't do that. Uh, yeah. But but it. I think it's a reverse psychology parental manipulation to get kids to understand stakes. But for like you mentioned, Joe, there's no budget for that. There's a budget for a Jennifer Gardner backflip. And... And, and balloons, six flags. The, yeah, the balloons, yeah. and then the six flags like uh, montage. That's just a commercial for it. And you're like, this is I could miss this because no story is happening. And I, yeah. as I was watching it, I was like, okay, let's wait for the story to unfold before you talk shit, because a good montage will push the story as well as show right. cool things. <laughs> this is literally just showing. They had to pad it. This totally feels like a budget, like padded movie where they barely were able to fill the 119 minutes or whatever that they needed yeah. to do, uh, or less than that, rather, like 80 minutes. Uh, so, yeah, there's like the the balloon thing, balloon, water Dude, balloon cooler. Now, thing. okay, one thing, this movie, thinking about the balloons thing, I was, I saw that scene and I was like, Man, they didn't. They must not have shot this during COVID because this shit is not COVID safe. Like, there's just hella people around. Yeah. And then yeah. now seeing how it was shelved, it makes perfect sense why that scene exists in this movie. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah, it definitely does. And it <clears throat> definitely was written as a paintball match. <laughs> and then changed to that. And you wonder Last what night, else yeah. was rewritten. Uh, Fleek Fest, where <laughs> she's like, oh, my God. She, her reaction to what the circumstances that happened, she's just crying. Like, Wait, in what part? Loser. The daughter? Uh, yeah, the, Fleek the, Fest. yeah, the very end. Yeah. Yeah. As her mom takes the stage, uh, it's just so cringe. Yeah, also, the mom's reaction to saying no to things before this Yes Day event are all very reasonable. And not nothing of it is like, wow, she's like really just like being a super Nazi to her kids yeah. or something. Well, I think that's the and problem, like, right? Or like her, her issue is because she just wants to be seen as good like it, she's not even she knows huh. she's not totally an asshole or like it's not that she is an asshole it's that she's questioning that she is an asshole uh-huh because so she her, kind her of arc, arc, yeah like it's not that she needs to fix who she is it's that she needs to uh-huh. show her kids who she is yeah because so they accept her yeah because it's parent propaganda right yeah the parent doesn't it, need to change it all feels so much like blame. Like you know, they even had, mom. What happened? I had three kids, and like, oh, you can't. Oh, yeah. I can't be fun anymore. <laughs> oh my god! What? What? Yeah, I, mean, I would feel like shit if I was that kid. If I was any of those kids, I would feel terrible. Yeah, it it all lands on it being parent propaganda. So it's all like not about how the parents need to change in any like drastic way. Like, oh, the dad needs to get more strict. And the mom's strictness was fine, is what the kids came to learn. <laughs> Fuck you. There could have been yeah. a, a way to find, like, common ground or a better resolution if, man, the, par- it, it, the parents are just like, yes, no, 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 no. But instead of manipulating these kids to think, to to understand stakes i just wish these parents or you know whoever wrote this movie understood that explaining more to your kids why the answer is no or why we can't do those certain things lets them in on it rather than just like no and you know i mean if anything it like highlights like lazy parenting where parents are like no and what's ironic is the kids that are going to watch this movie are going to watch it because they have lazy parents because their parents are like, sit in front of the TV, yeah. watch this for 80 minutes, don't bother me. <laughs> wow. Yeah. R.I. Peter put it to rest. <laughs> uh, yeah, let's. Uh, anything else you guys want to talk about this movie? I know there's maybe not a thousand talking points to this movie. I, I got a ton, dude. I got a ton. All right. Blast off. Talk about. <laughs> uh, okay. So we were talking about the McGriddle part earlier. The guy <laughs> yeah. being a dickhead. Dude, you're talking to like adults telling them to throw away their food instead of just step out of a room and finish <laughs> eating it. Like, what's yeah. your fucking problem? Yeah. <laughs> what is the deal with that? I, like, I wonder how much his employees hate him if that's the kind of boss he is. He assesses risk. Come on. But but he's so he and he's a lawyer? He's a lawyer? Or he like works at like this cool 
place that what is has it? drones and like big speakers. I, I I was lost there, but he's likable on. He's like likable. That's where I was confused. Yeah. Like he he plays it like, oh dad, it's getting hit in the nuts. Oh man, <laughs> poor dad. Yeah, he's like, I gotta I gotta time. be strict at work, so I don't want to be strict with the kids. But like, how strict is he really being? Damn. Yeah, must just hate I killed. Kids. So he comes with blood on his hands home, and the kids are like <laughs> throwing shit at him. And he's like, "It's okay, because I took a man's life today." <laughs> do it. Yeah, it's all just do. It's all just parents get to you know do whatever I say. Uh, I'll you know you you have to do whatever I say, and that yeah, like you're saying, Chris, like it bleeds over into work. That was the only time we saw it. What a dick, though. Yeah, that's messed up. I remember that. <laughs> and then uh, the other thing is they had the parent-teacher conference. And I just <laughs> right. liked, like how invasive the teachers are being of like, I think uh, there's a problem at home Yeah. to these parents. So they're like, fuck off. <laughs> yeah. Also, the fact that the parents, their takeaway from it, too, is like, dude, our son is a dickhead making me look like an asshole. <laughs> and, and, and in reality, it's like, Dude, your son's pretty fucking good at editing if he made that video and he's like <laughs> yeah. fucking 10 years old. Like, he's got a future there. Yeah, and it's like, the fuck, that video, oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Oh, what is going on she calls, him, she calls him Spielberg in the, next, uh, <laughs> in the next scene when they confront the kids. Yeah. I guess and if then, you're going to, uh, well, real quick, if we're, we're going to forgive that. Yeah. The idea must be that, like, you know, parenting is hard, and it obviously must be because sometimes you can't see these obvious things in front of you or, you know, you don't think that you have the the time to have this conversation with kids. But if that was the lesson, if that's where we got to, then cool. Not let's all hang out. Like, all right, the house is a sort of a mess, but we're cleaning it up thanks to all these kids that trashed it. Let's all just hang out. Uh, in a tent no there was like no there was like no there was not there was not there was no lesson there and like that's what i thought would if there was a lesson if they had that conversation like listen being a parent's hard you'll understand it one day but you know we just want to act in a way that is protective of you because you're our light and you're our you know pride and joy etc if there was that coming to moment then oh my god lesson learned i get it it's a kids movie but there was nothing it was just all that's why it was like all candy. It was all hard candy. It was all soda. It was like, oh my god! And then thank you Six Flags for the movie money. Thank you. <laughs> and I was so like, you bring up a great point, Chris, because like I was so thrown off by that scene when they name checked McDonald's and the guy had his cup like a, a, a commercial, <laughs> and I was like, oh no! Like, uh, okay, yeah, this is ad money. Like Netflix has to do a couple of these things. Uh, uh, I've seen it only in one other place recently, and that was when I was watching uh, another Apple Plus show, uh, The Morning Show, where they, it's it was so out of nowhere. They go, I'm sure they did it in other places too, but they're eating on the streets of New York, and he was like, Billy uh, Crudup or whatever his name is. He goes, "You ever heard of this place?" Uh, I, I I looked it up on. Um, he says literally this. You ever heard of this place? I looked it up on the website Eater. Oh, no, I haven't heard of it. Oh, man, I love the website Eater. <laughs> and there's like a, a pause. Oh, that stuff, I mean, I know that stuff's necessary. Like I, like, I know that stuff's necessary. Music videos do it all the time. But like that just threw me. 
And and I'm I totally missed him being a dick because I was like, what? Did they was this an ad? Totally threw me. Totally threw me. Understandable. What if what if uh, there's an alternate ending to where they do learn their lesson by they get back to the house, they're cleaning up, and they realize, oh my gosh, your friend Joey. He suffocated in the bubbles and died. <laughs> I guess he should listen to us because when we say no, your friends won't die. I guess, kid. Yeah, I guess. Or, or your friend who went to uh, Fleek Fest, she met up with those boys. They killed her. <laughs> that could have been you too. Cult. Yeah. Uh, you know what? I guess it's easier. I guess in that sense, it's easier to be a parent in, say, Stranger Things Town or in a place where there's a, like, <laughs> oh, Itville. Like in a place where there's a huge tragedy, uh, yeah. so you can point to it and be like, "See, what do you see? What do you want? You know, what do you want from me? You know, you, you, you yeah, you, you knew that kid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I, we I, we should start to wrap it up unless you have some final thoughts you want to get to, Chris or um, Peter. I just want to touch on uh, also real quick the gut buster. Oh, the totally. First thing that they do. Only forty dollars for that shit. Oh, I know. I and I like, was like, that's I would the most body reasonably priced thing. Yeah, right. That's what I'm saying. Like, what the you fuck? and me, that Chris, thing... would take that thing. <laughs> you know, the oh, man. Yeah, I mean, it should have been a lot more money. Well, I love the guy that's working there. The guy that's laughing as he's rolling up the ice cream thing. That was hysterical. Oh, yeah. He was hysterical. The guy that checks up on uh, the dad as he's like, no, it didn't come out of this side. It came out of his ass. Yeah. What the fuck is that? I laughed at that. I also really loved Fortune. I really loved Fortune Feimster. I thought the ambulance driver, I thought uh, she was incredible. She's taking the material she's given and just really Mm -hmm. running with it. So I appreciate that. But it. It goes to show how weak the material is. Yeah, and I think that's the point. I, I, yeah, Chris, to your example, it was so weak. It was like we're gonna have bre- ice cream for breakfast, and this place is even open. Bre- ice cream places don't open until noon. Bro. Well, that's when you knew yeah. it was going in a bad turn when that was their first stop, and you're like, oh, it's gonna be this. It's like a bunch of like <laughs> yeah. nothing. You couldn't do yeah, anything also- after that. Yeah, if you ate ice cream for breakfast that much, you your day would be fucked. It would oh be yeah. Awesome. Oh, you're going to Six Flags after? Huh. Cute. <laughs> yeah. You're nobody gonna go else run had... around playing uh, with water balloons after this. No yeah. fucking way. Yeah. Nobody else had to take a painful shit the rest of the day. <laughs> I don't think so. Jennifer yeah, Garner's doing backflips. Yeah. Yeah. Wall run. The dad's flips. doing it. They gotta have uh, you know the same blood. They're going to be uh, yeah. lactose intolerant, too. Um, and then Something. I think there's one other thing. Oh, also that they open their windows to fucking wash their car. Fucking up their car. Like, oh, you're going to do thousands of dollars of damage? Okay, I guess we'll say yes to this. Well, that that's where there's, like, Fuck this weird car. incongruity. Because yes. you would think it should build, right? Uh-huh. But it's like... Oh, we're going to eat ice cream. Then we're going to completely fuck up your car. Then we're going to go play this game, (laughs) which we somehow got a bunch of people. Yeah. For they got all these other people. And then also the fourth one, 
Yeah, Sorry, well, 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 what was the fourth? What, go, no, go I was ahead. just gonna say the fourth one that was on the list that they skipped to go to Magic Mountain was just a fucking mini golf place. Oh yeah, like, that was gonna be their fourth thing was just let's go mini golf. Something they should be doing as a family in general. It's so yeah. it's so little things. It's not trying to take a big swing and be a ridiculous comedy. I think it is like. It is. I, I'm gonna coin the term parent propaganda. It is that. It never catches on, uh-huh. and I die a lonely death. <laughs> I mean, it is parent propaganda. Also, it's exactly what both of you guys have been saying. It's a uh, budget. Okay. It. Yeah, we can shoot. Yeah, we can shoot inside of a car wash. Whatever. That's easy. That's a day. <laughs> yeah. Boom. That. Yeah. That's you know, fifteen, twenty minutes. Of what? Ten minutes of the movie. Great. Who? What kid on their bucket list, essentially, wants to go through a drive-thru with the windows down? Oh, guaranteed. <laughs> I bet you get the draft of this script before it went to Netflix. That was a different scene. I bet they got tattoos or, like, fought a wrestler. <laughs> like, who knows? See, you're a bad kid. You're a bad kid. <laughs> you're an example of, like... You you gave am I, mean, I a bad kid up. or a good screenwriter? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, yes, that would have been yes, that would have been fun to see that. You know, to like, oh, I dare you to run out onto the field of a baseball game. You know, like, oh, that'd be fun to see. You know, put put the parents in a you know compromised position. I think your Fuck example is man. better, Joe. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> being a being a you know going to a wrestling thing or interacting with a wrestler or something like that. Uh, yeah. Yeah, they're yeah. just not fun things. They're simple things that I think are meant to inspire families for like some fun activities they can do together. I think this movie is made to, for families to watch it, the kid to internalize, "Oh, I should listen to my parents." And then for it to be like, "Hey, let's go get ice cream and see if they have a little competition." I think it's meant for that. That's an excellent point. I think all of the things on the list are extremely doable and that's what makes the movie dull it's what makes the movie dull but it's also like so manufactured to be that that way it could like it this is a tool is that how you sell it is that how you sell it this is a tool more this is like how you know when you watch you take a foreign language class and they have like the soap operas in that language that you watch and they're not like that good but they're okay Mm -hmm. and you learn this is that but for like Hey, look how you could be a family. I think, oh my God, dude, Joe, I think you just nailed it for me. If I was hosting somebody from another country and I needed to help teach them how to speak English, this is the one film that I would use. (laughs) God forbid. What does that mean? Uh, Let's get into (laughs) our final talks. Let's talk about a possible sequel, boys. I have one in mind. All right, Peter, did you think of a sequel? Uh, A sequel idea for uh, these same characters would, uh, yeah, for this movie is uh, I think, I think the parents get a divorce and and then dad starts, dad starts a new family and then, and then it's, and then they all get together for another, for another yes day. And, uh, and you know it's just, they they're just they just do bigger stuff but the kids the kids go through some real trauma through the divorce and they're like a little more grounded down to earth 
kids, whereas this other family is like, you know, you know, he's the kids have to teach these other kids lessons, stuff like that. I, I don't know. I, like I it. mean, that's, yeah, that's my only. Yeah, you could have it. Thought. So like the end, they're like, for our final yes day, we want mom and dad to get back together, and they're like, that's it. Yes, it, exactly. Can't do a and, yes to that. Sorry, that's like uh, it's the future. Well, hold on a second. That is the exact ending uh, to Liar Liar. True. Oh, yeah. Uh, but, and and uh, this, yeah, you can't really talk about this movie without talking about um, yes, yes Man. Ma'am. So yeah. well, we might talk about it soon. True. Uh, my sequel, I actually think you would see. This movie won't get a sequel, but if you, this is what it would be. I'm confident of that. The eldest daughter is going to college. Mm. So the mom is forcing the yes day on the daughter. Oh. So it's oh. what the mom wants to do. Oh yeah. And like it's her about her letting go of the daughter. Oh, and kind of like a this is your life, like the mother gets to do whatever she wants to do. So it's examples of stuff that she did before her daughter was around. Who knows? Well, I certainly yeah, don't. It could be takes her skydiving. Yeah. Yeah, but start they start with that skydiving scene. Oh Guy skydiving. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, how about double features? <laughs> oh, I didn't say. Uh, my oh, idea. oh, I'm Christmas sorry. I sequel. thought I Christmas thought you were sequel. doing it with but, uh, Peter. Yeah, what's yours? I, it was similar to yours, where the parents tell the kids what to do for a yes day. But also, if they made a sequel called No Day. And Jennifer Garner is the only survivor after her children and husband were murdered by a gangster. <laughs> <laughs> and she, she has to get revenge. No day. Uh, no day. Okay, that's it. <laughs> Love it. Double feature. Peter. Double feature. For me, uh, this, uh, man, Richie Rich is the movie. Because oh. that... A kid is given all oh, this yeah. money. He gets to do whatever he wants to do. And he realizes uh, responsibility and stakes. But he kind of does it on his own. And he he understands, you know, the plight of uh, adults. And he, you know, he it's a lesson that he learns along the way uh, rather than, you know, kind of it just being like told to you. Um, and I think it's a, I think that's what this movie was going for. And I think that's because it's a, it's my double feature because I feel like the lessons that they want to teach in this movie, if it's a kid's movie, it might have lessons or the morals or whatever uh, is better executed in Richie Rich. Right. And he has a McDonald's in his fucking house. In his house. Yeah, Amazing. exactly. Amazing. Great so. product placement. I'm yeah. not anti McDonald's. I'm just saying, yeah. be smooth about it. Be you know, yeah. be smooth about be it. Be slick. Give me that uh, shake machine in my bedroom. I want an ice cream machine that I know is not broken. <laughs> yeah, exactly. True. I want the slide. Remember, I want the slide out of the house. Those milkshake machines, they uh, you can't get them so often because they intensely boil all the cream and stuff inside every so often to kill all the germs Gross. and then they have to cool down again <laughs> get with it it's good it's a good thing all right double feature chris um 
Were you going to say Yes Man? Was that was, was it going to be your... You know what? I was thinking Yes Man. Because I think you watch this, okay. then Yes Man, even with the, the same uh-huh. family and kids. You would watch this uh-huh. first movie with? <laughs> For what? For what? Like a, a, a ritualistic suicide oh afterwards? <laughs> what kind of tort- sick torture? Li- it teaches lessons. Uh, so, Chris, what were you thinking? Were you thinking you can, Yes uh, Man? You can tell your kids Yes Man and disguise it as a superhero movie. <laughs> this new I love Yes Man. He's a real great Marvel hero. He's not talking about it. Much. Just edit it with the Marvel beginning, like the flipping <laughs> yeah. of the comic pages yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Um, what I was gonna have for mine is the 1996 classic House Arrest Ooh. with Jennifer Love Hewitt. Oh my God, Emily Lee Curtis. They lock their parents up in a basement. Uh, like three kids families they lock their mom and dads in this basement until they reconcile their differences oh yeah i think i saw this once a long time ago yeah yeah this is a movie i haven't watched since i was a kid but uh i feel like this is a better version of a power fantasy of telling your parents no mm. but by imprisoning them in your in a basement <laughs> It uh, looks like an interesting one. Very good get for a double feature. Yeah. All right. Awesome. Well, thank you guys for listening to our review of Yes Day. Thank you, Peter, for being our guest. Peter, please tell people where they <clears throat> can find you. Awesome. Thanks for having me, Joe. Uh, what was your double feature, by the way? Was it Yes Man? Yes Man. Yes Man. Uh, where you can find me, you can search for my podcast. It's called Florida Versus. Uh, just search for whatever you get podcasts, Florida, you know, versus VS period, period, period. And, uh, it's me, uh, a Florida man grew. I grew up in Florida facing off against people that grew up in other States and it's fun. I get to talk a lot about Florida. I get to talk, uh, about, you know, places where we all used to kind of gather, you know, um, you know, the things that make each city in each state unique. So, uh, if you're looking to travel when the pandemic's over, that might be something to check out if I hit one of those cities. Um, and yeah, that's where you can find me. And thanks for so much for having me on the program, guys. Yeah, absolutely. Peter yeah. Murphy and Chris, how about you? I'm just Rebirth Project on Twitter. You can hit me up there. But that's it for me. Cool. And I am uh, at Joe Cabello on Twitter. Right now, my Kickstarter is still up for my comic book, Bottoms Up Hard Liquor. Uh, We're really dangerously close getting to the point where people can get some paperback copies. So um, it's still a great time to contribute. Five bucks even gets you three issues of the comic. Let's do it. We're doing it. I'm still editing it to this day. I made tweaks to the comic just to make it better and better every day. So Dude, it's, uh, it's crazy. Get it. And uh, Chris, do we know what's coming up in the next weeks? Oh, yeah, yeah. Next week is Snyder Cut. Yo, oh, yes, oh, that's right. Oh. Snyder Cut. We will be reviewing the Snyder Cut. Not only that is coming out, but on the same day, it's uh, Batman vs. Superman Dawn of Justice Snyder Cut is also going to be available. <laughs> oh, fuck. Same day. This It's too I big. I hear about that. What yeah. Is, I, how much, I just heard how about different it. is that one going to be? I don't know, it's but it's, about at, least, four it's hours. at least three hours. It's it's over three hours. Oh, confirmed. Yes, seven oh hours of God. confirmed Snyder content. Holy so shit. So Snyder. We're going to be so depressed after watching that. <laughs> uh, I'm already depressed. 
All right. Well, thank you so much for watching and listening. Uh, we'll see you next week for the Snyder expert, maybe even an extra long panel episode. Let us know. I'm an addict addict. I'm an addict He's addict. an addict addict. <laughs> Another movie review podcast. At least it's better than a car crash. And we're going to write some funny ads. Talking movies and having it's the beaded podcast it's the beaded podcast